0: Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brand. Airbnb shocked the advertising market when it announced a permanent shift away from performance marketing in 2021. But global head of marketing, Hiroki Asai, says that all of the travel platform's efforts are focused not on selling a lofty purpose for Airbnb, but to better explain its products and services to users. Asai, a two-time campaign U.S. CMO50 honoree, leads Airbnb's in-house marketing team, which handles all facets of the brand from creative to advertising to research, product marketing, and more. Having creatives in-house allows teams to work more closely together and marketing efforts to gel more cohesively for the brand. In this episode, Asahi talks about how Airbnb makes in-housing work, how the brand is adapting its marketing strategy to post-pandemic travel trends, and share some insights from what he learned from 15 plus years at Apple. I'm your host, Allison Weisbrot, editor of Campaign US, and you're listening to Campaign Chemistry. Hi, Hiroki. How are you today?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: Good. Thanks so much for joining me. I am especially honored to have a two-time honoree on our CMO50 list here on our podcast today.
1: Two-time honoree. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be honored twice. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> of course. Well, you obviously deserve it because Airbnb is one of the most iconic brands, I would say, of the past of the, of the 21st century, I guess. So tell me about your remit, Global Head of Marketing. What does that include? What, what do you oversee? Um, talk to me a bit about your team.
1: Sure. Uh, currently, I oversee all the marketing globally. So that would be brand and performance, uh, as well as the creative team, which creates it in-house. So it's basically the in-house agency, um, as well as a product marketing organization and uh, the design team that does the product as well.
0: And then that's across every market in the globe.
1: Across all, I'm market. assuming, yeah, across all, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, talk about. I know Airbnb has a big in-house marketing team, right? So, talk to me about like how many people do you oversee? How do you organize that group?
1: Sure, sure. So, yeah, so we, you know, we really firmly believe in this concept of insourcing everything. And so, when it comes to the advertising, all of it's done in house. Our, our... uh the um, strategy is done in-house the insights are gathered in-house we have a creative team that then creates it writes it um, we have you know production that we hire you know production companies help us with but essentially all of that planning is done in-house uh and uh yeah, yeah and then it, it hits the world all the design work for the product is also done in-house and all of the marketing the strategy work and the execution is all done in-house as well so we keep all of it uh, within our own doors
0: and why is that? Talk about why that's the right strategy. Because I think a lot of brands try that, right? And then they realize it's really difficult for a number of reasons. Why does it work for Airbnb?
1: Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing for us is, you know, we really firmly believe that uh, marketing should be a tool to actually teach people how to use the product. So for us, it really starts with this idea of everyone working off of one insight. So we, we gather the insight uh, that's what informs the design teams to actually design the product. It informs the product marketing teams and how we position it. And then that same insights is what we use to create the advertising, which is all about teaching people what that new product feature or, or benefit is. You know, And it's, it's not... I mean, it sounds kind of easy and it sounds kind of intuitive to do, but it's actually really, really difficult. Because what happens is you, you've got all these separate teams that are working concurrently across the... Every single thing that we do, starting with the same insight. And so all of the production schedules are different. All their ways of working is different. And so you have to align all of it to release on a single day that, you know, the day that we launch the feature of the product. And so it, it sounds really kind of intuitive and easy that everyone works off the same plan, everyone works together to kind of deliver on the same day. But it, it's really difficult to figure out because the, the actual tactics and operations of it are are super complicated and and it also it it takes a certain kind of mindset i think also you know for someone to be able to be an expert in creating advertising but then also really understand the role of design and really understand Mm. the role of product marketing and marketing and understand the role of engineering you know and the same it's i think it's really really difficult for someone to be a great designer and then really understand the role of advertising in what they're making you know, but when you can find people like that oh, yeah. that have the same mindset that really can think together and understand, you know, pretty deeply what each team is responsible for and what benefit they bring, then they really start to work together. You know, it, it's interesting. It's kind of like a great basketball team. You know, when you can get teams that really know the position that each team is supposed to play and where they're at in their process and where we're at together. You know, you can imagine how they can just start anticipating what the other team is going to do, do no-look passes, basically, um, and just move the ball quickly.
0: Mm. Well, I guess, I mean, I think maybe what you're alluding to is like in-house, you have more of a cohesive team around, you know, they understand the product, they work at the company that's making it, they understand and have day-to-day interaction with the other teams they're working with. Uh, Whereas in an agency, it can often be very like siloed, right? And handing off the baton.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always like to think about it as, you know, when you're in-house... When you build it in-house, you put creatives right next to the problem versus when you use an agency, there's a lot of connective tissue that you have to build for the creative to understand what the problem is, you know? And so when I, I found that when you have designers and art directors and writers and strategists and planners all sitting together with the people that make the product, you really understand what it's doing, the decisions that went into why it is what it is, who it's intended for, what magic it's supposed to induce and feel, and you know, it's all of that. I think gets lost when you have a lot of intermediaries trying to broker the relationship and broker the operations of, a, of an agency relationship.
0: I think um, a lot of brands would agree with you, but they can't necessarily pull it off, right? The way Airbnb has what what's made it successful is it just investment in talent in building out these functions in house. Like, what what has allowed you guys to succeed with when so many other brands don't?
1: I think it's within house, yeah, you know, I, I, we have a really huge advantage in that our CEO and uh, founders are creatives, and so they deeply believe in this system, and they deeply believe in the power of creativity and having creatives have a seat at the table, and so you know, and and you know, they have a great deal of faith in the creative process, which you know, it's easy to fall into a lot of kind of negativity bias and distrust of the creative process because sometimes it can feel a little a little meandering, but but they trust it and they believe in it, um, and they believe in the brand deeply. And so we're we're really really lucky that we have leadership um, at the company that 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 allows for this way of working to happen.
0: Well, speaking of believing in brand, Airbnb pretty famously. Um, announced over the past couple of years that you've shifted away from performance marketing, right? And you're all in on on brand marketing. Talk about what that means for you in your position and, you know, the type of of work that you're able to put out, the type of strategies that you're able to invest in because of that.
1: Sure. Yeah. I I think it it goes back to um, what I said earlier where we we really believe that, you know, it starts with the experience that we're giving our guests and hosts. It really does start with the product. And uh, you know what we want to do is innovate for our guests and hosts and create new features and capabilities in what we do. And you know we really, really firmly believe that uh, the role of advertising and the role of marketing is to teach our guests and hosts about these innovations and, and how to use them and why using Airbnb or traveling with Airbnb or hosting on Airbnb is going to be a much better experience. So. We've really invested in the infrastructure to be able to tell that story, and if you over-index on performance, you don't have the ability to to own that message and put that message out there. You have the ability to acquire customers and bring people in, but you don't have the opportunity to actually explain to them why you know an Airbnb experience is going to be different and better. And I think that you know when we say brand, I think it's a very different use of that term than what most companies mm. do. You know, we, we don't look at brand marketing as you know marketing the values um, of the company. We look at it as really explaining the features and explaining our products to our guests and hosts. And we'll do it in an entertaining fun and brand forward way, but but that's 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 really the type of marketing that we're focused on.
0: Yeah. It's interesting you say that because, you know, it is so focused on the product and, and product marketing, but like you said, you're doing it in a very like brand marketing way, right? Like you have TV commercials with beautiful visuals. That's, but at the end of the day, it's not like Airbnb is here to whatever insert brand value, save the world, right? It's like, this is the new feature that we launched and this is how you use it. So like do you feel Airbnb is sort of bending the definition of brand marketing and, like, how do you see that evolving in the future?
1: Yeah, I, I think people have, um, you know, just become a little jaded to advertising and marketing, especially younger people. And I think the younger people get, the more jaded they are to uh, marketing messages that are being put out there. And they can kind of see through some of the artifice of that pretty quickly. So we've taken just this approach of, really believing number one, putting a hundred percent of our effort and trying to create the best experience possible on our app um, for guests and host. And then just really being honest and believing that we do have something that's different and magical and trying to explain it. You know? So um, I, I think our approach is, is just more rooted in kind of honesty and honest intentions around trying to explain the, the work that we're doing. Mm.
0: So, do you find that there is no need for like the typical definition of performance marketing, right? Like now that you sort of shift away from that, what has that done for your, for your marketing, for the business?
1: No, we, we, we definitely believe there's a, there's a need for performance marketing and there's definitely a role for it to play. And we definitely want to make sure that we capture all of that demand that we're creating and the, and the good, goodwill and brand sentiment that we're creating. I, but, but I do think that we, with where Airbnb is, we do really need to index into explaining the work that we're doing, doing for people.
0: Yeah, well, like you said, Airbnb has been launching a lot of new features lately and, and that's sort of how you communicate around the brand, right? How do you, as Airbnb sort of becomes new things, launches new ways of searching for homes, new, new things like experiences and, and stuff like that, like how do you keep the brand consistent? as the, as the product evolves.
1: Yeah, I I think at the root of it, it's, it's funny, the consistency, um, we don't really have very strict brand guidelines. We don't really have very strict creative guidelines or a guidebook for anyone. But I think, you know, because it's an in-house team and because we are so tight and we work together and we've worked together for a long time, I think all of us understand kind of, the general ethos of Airbnb and, and what it means for communities and what it means to share and open up your home and, and how we want to be honest about it um, and have no artifice. And so I think the consistency that you see is, you know, number one, the brand is so strong that the, um, it already has its own visual style and it already has its own sensibilities um, that have been developed over the years. But I think also the team is so tight. And the team works so closely together with the founders that I think the output is kind of naturally always feels like it comes from the same hand
0: mm. another thing Airbnb is is really known for in the tech space is just taking a stand on certain things that other tech companies and platforms kind of wait around to do, like one one thing in particular, and I know this was CEO Brian Chesky kind of leading this, but when uh, the war in Ukraine, started Airbnb was very quick to offer up its its houses its houses in the region, right, or or in other regions for uh, for displaced people. Talk about in your position, like how do you navigate when to communicate about these issues? I know a lot of it probably comes from leadership discussions and meetings, but talk about like your role as a marketer and in, in in speaking about the brand and its values and its purpose in in sort of like fraught situations like that.
1: Yeah, I I think in Ukraine in particular, credit goes to the founders and to Brian, who really, um, I mean, you know, I I think we all quickly saw what was unfolding. And what's amazing about Airbnb is because it is so creatively driven and because it is relatively small, uh, and it's a very tight group of people that, that work together and lead the company, that decisions like that happen very quickly. And, you know. Really for no other reason other than it's just the right thing to do. You know, and, and I think everyone saw what was happening, saw what was unfolding, wanted to help and you know, credit to our leaders. But th- that decision was made like, really quickly um, mm-hmm. and without a lot of looking back and without a lot of questioning, because I think in our hearts, we just knew that it was the right thing to do.
0: Obviously, like a lot of brands, want to take a bold stance, but they have trouble, right? They they don't want to alienate consumers. Is that something you consider from your position as a marketer, or was it like you said it was just the right thing to do? So there was really no other consideration.
1: Yeah, you know those those debates do happen, and you know we always want to make sure that we're not getting ahead of ourselves or ahead of our customers. But when Brian and um, the leadership team made that decision, it was. You know, it's when it's something like that when you see that tremendous amount of suffering, and you know that you have an operation or an asset that can really help people. There's not a lot that stands in the way of just doing what you think is right. You know, and I think that's one of the amazing things about Airbnb. To be honest, is you know, it's a successful company, it's a large company, it employs a lot of people, but still behaves from the heart. And I know that sounds kind of corny, and kind of cheesy. But, you know, when you're in the business of putting people in other people's homes, you know, you take on a lot of responsibility of dealing with, uh, you know, all of humanity. And when things like this happen, and you have the ability to help. It's the kind of company and the kind of people that just do what's right uh, and do it because it's the right thing to do. And there isn't a lot of bureaucracy or self-doubt or fear that, that stands in the way of, of doing stuff like that. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a large successful company, but in a lot of ways it operates as a very small one.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I think a lot of other Silicon Valley companies sometimes don't <laughs> necessarily do the right thing. So maybe it is just sort of in, in the DNA. So I want to zoom out a little bit from Airbnb and talk about just like trends in the travel industry. Um, obviously COVID was, interesting time for travel, uh, Airbnb rebounded pretty quickly, um, and was able to kind of pivot into offering road trips and, and different kinds of experiences that people would be able to have during COVID. Um, this summer was like the summer of revenge travel, right? Everybody was getting back out there. Um, <laughs> what are you noticing for 2023? Like what travel trends are you predicting and how is Airbnb adapting to those?
1: Yeah, you know, I think there's there's a couple interesting things that we're seeing. One is that um, I think there's there's two trends that are happening um, post-pandemic that seem to be lingering. One is that people are definitely staying longer. I think people, you know, this this concept of not going into the office every single day and having a lot more freedom than where you live and work is sticking in a big way. And we're, we're definitely seeing it, you know, I, I think in... Um, we're, we're seeing, I have a stat here, we're, we're seeing that stays of 28 days or longer has increased 20% last quarter, which is pretty amazing, you know? And so I, I, I think this newfound freedom for people to take a summer off, to take a few extra weeks and just work from the location that you're vacationing in is definitely sticking and we're definitely seeing that. Then I think the other trend, which is a little more alarming than it is kind of interesting that sticking is that people are spending more time alone than ever. And I would imagine that loneliness mm. is something that people are feeling uh, more than ever. I mean, they're saying that Americans 15 and older are spending more time alone than ever. Which is crazy. And so it's I think... It's crazy. Yeah, with this you know, post-pandemic era is coming a lot of isolation. And what we're seeing in our stats is that you know we're seeing a 31% increase in the number of private room listings that have come up. So I think on the both on the guest and host side, people are traveling alone and people are also opening up their homes maybe as a way to try and form connection.
0: Interesting. So do you find that um like are you expecting a lot more solo travel and how much does this have to do with like the change of uh, workplace behavior, right? Like people don't necessarily have to go to the office. So maybe they're spending a month working remote. Like, is that, does it tie into what's happening with the workplace as well?
1: I think it does, yeah. I mean, if I'm any, you know, kind of survey of one, you do just kind of get tired of being in your study all day, all week long. And you know, you kind of yearn to get out. And if you have the ability to work from someplace else for a week or two, that sounds pretty fantastic you know i it, what's interesting is we're seeing that uh, of those you know we have that 20% increase in long term stays 50% of those are for solo travelers so that's a lot of people that are thinking about and acting on this idea of spending a month or more away from where they live to work to work remotely it's pretty fascinating
0: yeah it's super interesting back to the sort of like loneliness point you just made how is Airbnb using this, this data that it has to create new experiences for its travelers? Like, how are you sort of tapping into that insight and, you know, what can we expect to see from, from the company as a result?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, loneliness, I'm just loneliness, sorry. (laughs) Airbnb from the beginning has always been about human (laughs) connection, you know, and this idea of putting People in other people's homes and the connection that can happen when you have a, a wonderful host or, you know, when a guest is in a new community and gets to meet new people and, and interact with that community. So I, I think what you'll see is going forward is kind of a recommitment and a, a continued focus for us around the magic of that connection, you know, from people with the communities they visit or from people uh, who actually get to meet the, meet the hosts that are hosting them. You know, one of the the interesting things that we're seeing around connection is that we're also seeing the most amount of hosts come to our platform ever, as well, which is crazy. And I think last year was the uh, the most. Uh, last year, hosts made the most money than they ever have on our platform, and so we're attracting a lot of people that are really interested. Yeah, it's super interesting. I, I, and I think you know the phenomenon of working from home has to do with this. I think the phenomenon of loneliness has something to do with this, but there's definitely a lot more people interested in hosting and there's a lot more people coming to the platform that are opening up their homes to invite guests and just pretty, pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. I know Airbnb, it was a big push for Airbnb, uh, maybe last year to get more hosts on the platform, right? Like the marketing strategy flipped from guests to hosts. Talk about that a little bit and, and how much do you focus on guests versus hosts in your, in your marketing?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. We we definitely speak to both sides of the marketplace, and you know, many times a, a great host is actually a great guest, and vice versa. But you know, to your point, we, we definitely have seen an increase in people coming to hosting, and so one one of the things that we did just this past November is we launched this new product called Airbnb Setup, which is pretty amazing. And what it does is it allows um, first time hosts to be matched with. Superhost in their area so they can actually help to walk them through the entire process like this host superhost can actually fill out the forms for you tell you about city regulations and actually be your mentor right up until you invite your first guest in hmm. it's really fascinating because I, I think with all of these new hosts that we're seeing come to the platform we are um realizing that becoming a host and opening up your home could be a little intimidating and it could be a little scary for people. And so mm-hmm. having a super host help you through the whole process uh, is a really, really novel way to get over that hump, to get over that fear.
0: Yeah. And also allows people to meet each other right (laughs) in their local area. So, yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask a few questions about you uh, and your background. You are a creative. You were at Apple for many years, which is sort of like the, the king of brand marketing, right. And design product design. So what did you learn from there that you take to Airbnb? Like what principles do you apply from your time there?
1: Yeah. I I think one of the, you know, I, I started as a graphic designer. Was my formal training, um, and you know, spent my early years a thousand years ago doing practicing graphic design in design studios. And I've always kind of leaned towards the creative side of things, you know, through my whole career. And one of the things that I've learned in all the places that I've been lucky enough to work is that there's a real value in having creatives within companies. Um, nested close to the source of the problem or the source of the product. You know, and one of the things that um, I've learned is that having, being out of house, being in an agency tends to turn you into a service organization. And, you know, even some of the best creative agencies still have a barrier between getting close enough to the source of the problem to be able to solve it in the best way. And so I think my, my, Biggest learning is is probably the the value and all of the nuance that it takes uh, in building all the creatives in house, design and advertising.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because Apple does have a lot of creatives in house, but it also works with an agency, right? So talk about that. Like, did you learn anything about like where maybe that balance needs to come in, or like where you might need to look for for external partners when necessary?
1: Yeah, I, I think one thing that we're, we do at Airbnb is we're we're very careful um, to not become too in-house. <laughs> if there's if there's a term for that, but you know, we there there can be a problem if you are in-house that uh, you you tend to become blind to what the world is actually doing, and you start to uh, see the world through Airbnb's eyes versus through the customer's eyes. So I think that's that's another thing that. We really focus on and that I've learned is to be able to maintain a healthy sense of detachment from the teams to to be able to think, you know, to have a very, very extreme customer bias when we're approaching the work. And not to let being an Airbnb creative or being an Airbnb marketer or employee get in the way of speaking to customers.
0: Well, how do you do that? Is it just speaking to customers? Is it a lot of customer research? Like, how do you make sure you're, you're sort of looking beyond Airbnb's walls?
1: Yeah, it's all those things. You know, I think it's all the tactics of having a great research team to deliver insights. I think it's having great creatives that can be skeptical. But I also think it's that's part of the nuance, I think, that I was talking about earlier is you, you really have to have an extreme bias towards what this looks like from the outside you know, and trying to simplify things down to a way that you could explain it in 15 seconds to someone, you know, that is probably thinking about 10 other things. So that is part of that nuance is being able to understand Airbnb and the products and uh, our communities and what the job is that we have to do, but then also have an extreme bias towards, you know, being able to shed all of that and have a little bit of a beginner's mindset um, when we're actually creating the the piece of communication or the piece of creative.
0: And when you're looking for talent, there's always sort of this debate, right? Like does creative talent want to work in house or does, do they want to work at an agency where they can kind of work across a bunch of different categories and clients? How do you find it? Like how easy do you find it is to attract creative talent to Airbnb and, and where do you look for them?
1: Yeah, we, you know, we look all over, um, different countries, different disciplines, different companies, different ad agencies. And I think the type of people we tend to attract are the ones that really want to go deeper. I I think the ones that we want to attract are the ones that you know want to spend a good chunk of time thinking about a complicated problem, people that are fascinated by our marketplace and the guest and host communities and the balance between the two. I think people that are fascinated by the brand. But I, I think it's creatives that are at a point where they really see the value in going deep into something and understanding it more deeply um, and sticking with it, you know, and continuing to grow, whatever it is that they're building over time versus, you know, kind of jumping from problem to problem.
0: Mm. So as we head into the new year, what, what is top of mind for you? Like what are, what are Airbnb's priorities and then how do, how do your priorities fit into that for the marketing organization?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, in this new year, I, it's so interesting. I, you know, being, being at Airbnb, you really see, um, I mean, being at Airbnb during this kind of post pandemic time is extremely fascinating because the changes in the way people live and work and travel are just, are profound to see it, you know, and I, I don't think there's ever been any other time that I know of where our behavior Our day-to-day behavior is so different and so changed and it really affects where we live and how we think about work and how we think about travel and kind of the construct that used to divide all those things are all starting to break down. So I'm like really excited. I know that our teams are too about thinking about how some of these things are breaking down for people, how people are staying longer longer how people are maybe sick of being alone and they want to go out into the world and see the world and be with other people and stay with other people. And how, you know, the the definition for people between living and vacationing and working are all kind of blurring together. And, you know, that type of whole new behavior for me is super interesting. And it's super exciting to be able to see that massive change happening and be able to design for it. Uh, and think about it and solve problems, you know, for, for some of the situations and then, you know, create kind of amazing creative to, to talk about it all. So I'm, I'm super excited about next year.
0: Yeah, no, it's a super interesting time for travel. I think, like you said, consumer behavior is changing before our eyes, especially when it comes to traveling and working and, you know, living and spending time in different places. So I'm um, very excited to see what you guys come up with and how you sort of communicate your new products for this new world. So thank you so much, Hiroki, for joining me.
1: Thank you, Allison. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate the time.
0: That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Campaign Chemistry on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.